Hi, and welcome to the Talks Too Much podcast. I'm Carla. And I'm Emily. And we are sisters, and we decided to start this podcast because... We talk too much. <laughs> we talk too much. Um, we've thought about starting a podcast for the past couple of years, and we were waiting around and trying to decide whether it was, you know, what time was right for us to start this podcast. And we thought we'd wait another couple of years, but then we just decided that, why wait? We're going for it. We're just going to go for it. Um, I feel like this is going to be a really fun little group activity. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's the perfect thing for us to do together, especially, I think, at diff- two di- we're in kind of different points in our lives, yeah. so um, we, have, we have a lot to say. <laughs> Basically, when we're together, we have these long, hour-long conversations pretty much every single time we see each other, whether it's driving to something or just like we get together to do something for work and then we end up spending at least an hour of that time. Uh, it's not making us particularly productive, but an hour of that time having some sort of life chat, whether it's logistical, like things that we actually want to like work on or we need help figuring out. But a lot of it is just sort of like, we're like having therapy with each other. Yep. We're talking about things like motherhood or grief or friendships. Marriage marriage or like finding furniture that's not a million dollars <laughs> like keeping a house oh. like cooking hobbies yeah books it's a lot we really run the gamut we're pretty involved in each other's lives so it feels like we pretty much talk about everything yeah at some point during the week yeah we do we also end up facetiming each other probably four to five times a day even though we never planned to. <laughs> no and then we, we t- end every conversation with Okay, I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to you like tomorrow or something. And then two hours later, it's like beep, 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 beep. <laughs> it's always on our computers and we're just like working half on the side and then half talking. And then there's entire like 10 minutes will go by where no one says anything. But yeah, we're that just, might be weird. I don't know if other people do that. I don't know either. It's like we're co working without being together. We used to work together a lot more, but when Emily had a baby, it her schedule became a little bit more rigid than mine, and I shoot a lot of content. I feel like uncertain, uncertain is actually <laughs> the better word for it. Yeah, so it became a little bit more of a, we should do a whole podcast yeah. about our expectations of you becoming a mom versus the reality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we definitely thought Emily would just like pop over with her pack and play, and that like you could just stick your baby in a pack and play for like you know, a couple hours where we got some work done. Like, who did we think we were? Who did we think this baby was going to be? Because I think some people can do that. I don't even know about... I think we Not were... this baby. We were expecting, like, a hero-level baby. I don't know. I don't think that that was uh, very yeah. realistic for us to think for any baby, but because... Like, well, it was also just hilarious that the two of us, two people at the time without children, were like... <laughs> We'll simply set up a pack and play. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be no biggie at all. I think that part of that was COVID-induced. We pretty much only hung out with each other for an yeah. entire year yeah. um, and, like, our parents. So it was, like, us just, like, really thinking we had all the answers to life's problems between the two of us. Which we really do not. So that's why we are going to talk about so many things. Because yeah. we are learning – I. I don't know. I don't know if it's the stage of life or just our lives the last few years, but I feel like we are learning at a rapid pace and there's always something new that we're discussing. So that's what we're going to talk about here. Yeah. I feel like we're in pretty 
like pivotal points in our lives in terms of just doing a lot of change and a lot of, not a lot of external change maybe. I mean, you're about to have a second kid, so you have some external change. But in terms of just that feeling of like, kind of like figuring out who we are as people and readjusting, um, I feel like everybody, the pandemic in general kind of made everybody reevaluate a lot of stuff. But I feel like we have particularly done that because while the, during the pandemic we have I got married and moved and Emily has one kid and I guess technically is going to have another kid during the pandemic. I don't know when the end yeah, of this is considered but um know. yeah, so it's been a kind of a crazy couple of years and I feel like we have just changed a lot and have a kind of a new perspective on a lot of things. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. So I'm <laughs> the world's longest intro. I know. We're already living up to the name. Yeah. Maybe we should talk. Uh, well, why don't you introduce yourself and then I will, and then we can talk about where the name came from. Okay, sure. Um, so I'm Carla. I am 26 years old. I live with my husband, Max. He is the one who suggested we start this podcast really like more recently and kind of got the uh, idea in our head. And I am a plus size fashion content creator. I do a lot of TikToks, YouTube videos, blog posts, Instagram posts, and, um, you know, sort of in my past life, it's still sort of part of my life. I was a videographer. I did weddings and brand videos. I still do a little bit of that, but, um, mostly I do content creation at this point, which is so fun and feels very much like my dream job. Uh, I'm so grateful I get to like connect with so many incredible women. Recently, I started a Facebook group and it is like my happiest little place on the internet because there's like 600 women who are just like so feeling, I feel like it's a lot of women who are at the point in their lives where they're really accepting their bodies and trying to take really good care of themselves. And it's just so fun to see that transition for people where they go from being like, I hate my body. I don't want to value it. I don't want to dress it well. I don't want to take that good of care of it to people being like, wait, I could love my body at this size too. And just seeing that kind of happen for people and see how they live that out is like my favorite part of all of this. So um, yeah, that's kind of my whole goal is to inspire women to take really good care of themselves by dressing um, in a way that makes them happy and feel more confident because I think clothes are kind of a first step in terms of becoming more confident. They're the gateway confidence drug. They really are the gateway. I feel like it is kind of a domino effect that you start dressing in a way that you feel good and it is so much easier to do all kinds of things that are good for you or make you feel good. So that has been, uh, that's sort of like my passion for this whole thing. And I'm lucky enough to get to do that every day. We'll definitely do a whole episode on that because Yeah. yeah, there's so much to be said about body everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of been funny that I've been, I kind of started doing all this work right around the time that Emily's body was changing a lot with pregnancy. And it's been interesting to, um, to kind of be able to like share in that, like, like learning some of the same things, um, because you know, you're going through a change of your body, which is a big catalyst for a lot of people to be like, okay, what the heck? How do I, how do I do this? Um, so yeah, pregnancy is another example of that having to kind of relearn how to dress yourself. Yeah. And the value of actually finding things that you feel good in and look good in and what that does for your mood and that it's not superficial. And yeah. Yeah. Like we say, we'll do a whole episode, but (laughs) we are both really passionate about that topic. Yeah, absolutely. So you introduce yourself. Okay. I'm Emily. I'm 30 years old. We're four years apart. Wow. I know. We are four years apart. 
Um, I am married to my husband, Patrick, and we have one little boy named John John. He's just over one, or he's like 16 months old now, and we are expecting a second baby in June. So we're going to have two under two. Another boy. Another little boy, which um, is super exciting. I mean, obviously, either gender, you're thrilled, but I think it'll be really fun to have two boys so young. And I up until having a baby, was working on um, building a photography business. I'm a wedding photographer, and I've also done a lot of, like, families and newborns and maternity, and then also Carla and I did branding work together. We actually had, like, a we – have, we do have a business <laughs> that we do our branding work under, but it's – that business is sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hibernating. It's hibernating. Um, because, honestly, the pandemic hit, and so all of our work got pushed back. And I was pregnant at the same time, and then I had a newborn. So I've really had to reevaluate work um, a lot in the last couple years. And now I'm kind of figuring out life as a stay-at-home mom slash work-for-myself, work-from-home mom and exactly what that looks like. Because I have a ton of passions and a lot of things that I want to do and that I'm really interested in, but I also really want to be home with my kids the majority of the time. I think, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this too, but, um, our younger brother passed away a few years ago and just really put into perspective how fragile and brief life can be. And so it just really solidified in my mind that like, I, I just want to be there if I can. And I'm really grateful that I have the option so I'm just figuring a lot out right now. <laughs> you're, like you're like a part-time entrepreneur. You're like a part-time, part-time business owner, boss lady, which is a <laughs> challenge because businesses are pretty small businesses, and you know, self-employed life is a pretty twenty-four-seven situation. Yeah, they're babies. Yeah, they're babies. Like my business, I was all like around the clock. I was working on my business before I had an actual baby. So now I have a toddler. A two-year-old golden retriever who acts like a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) What I do for work, which is like a baby in itself, because it it takes just a lot of energy and focus as well. And now we're going to have another baby. Mm -hmm. And there we go. And this podcast baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Our mom, we were like, we're really excited. We want to start this podcast. And mom goes, yeah, you're about to have a baby in a few months. Like, perfect timing. Sounds right. Sounds right that you guys are going to start this. I'm wondering why we didn't start this during the pandemic in hindsight, because we definitely were just sitting around chit-chatting a lot, but I feel like we've always been sitting around chit-chatting. true. I feel like we, I, at least I used to think like, oh, I'm not going to start a podcast like everyone else. And now I'm like, what the heck? I want to talk on a podcast. Like, I feel like we have so much to share. We have two very similar life experiences, but quite different all at the same time. Like obviously one of us being a mom and one of us not is a huge difference between the two of us. But also I just feel like we are more passionate about connecting with women. And I feel like this is a great way to do that. So should we talk a little bit about how we got the name Talks Too Much Podcast? Emily came up with it. Okay. Well, honestly, it just came from the fact that some, I saw something somewhere, which is how I start most of my stories. (laughs) (laughs) about report cards and we were brainstorming this podcast and what it would be like and what we would potentially call it and I was just like oh my gosh we should call it what we always 
we're told that we did on our report cards, which is talks too much. Yeah, the like, comments of our report cards. The comments cards. were always like, does well in this, this, and this, but talks too much. Has to move her because she talks too much. I was like a junior in high school, and I was still being moved to a different <laughs> area of the room. Like, push your desk over to that corner because... I was always talking. You can't. Yeah. I think that it's part of it is that we were fat. We were kind of fast. Like, I feel like we were fast at tests, fast at homework. I don't know. At least that's how I felt. Impatient. I would finish things really quickly. And then I would be like, well, I can talk now because I'm done. And she'd be like, yes. But the teacher would be like, yes, but not everyone's done. And I'd be like, potato, potato. Um, Yeah. And she'd be like, you should go back and check your work. And we'd be like, nah. I don't think so. It's not for me. <laughs> um, I also, the I remember this. I've told this story before, but uh, not on this podcast. Um, but what I remember that when I was in third grade, it was the first year that you actually got like letter grades for things, but it was still a lot of things that were just like, you know, behavior in class and stuff. And the only C I got was in listening. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. And I remember that. And while I've known that since third grade, I don't think I've gotten much better at it. <laughs> Since then. We're going to try really hard not to interrupt each other because we have a tendency of talking on top of each other. So if we do that, I'm sorry. Yes, that's, that's, we're going to work on it. This is going to be good yeah. for us. Okay, let's play 20 questions. I thought this would be a fun way for you guys to get to know us a little bit and so that we can um, share some, you know, little fun facts. I tried to pick questions that I didn't actually know the answers to for you, which is funny because. Yeah, I don't know the answers I for know you either. most things about you. Um, all right, so the first one I put. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh my gosh. Okay. Did you put that? No, oh. I thought it was too basic. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, this is a good one. Okay, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm going to say that my recent, maybe not recent, but my pet peeve is when you're spending time with someone and they really. I mean, I know it can be for a lot of different reasons and it's not, this isn't like a judgment, but when people refuse to open up at all, mm, I like, see that. <laughs> let me love you. Yeah. We're, we're not really surface level, small talk kind of people. No, I find it really exhausting and boring. And I mean, obviously small talk is necessary in some situations and that's fine, but is it? I just... <laughs> In a work situation, maybe. <laughs> like, maybe like a networking event. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Which I haven't been to one of those in a very long time. Yeah. Um, no, I just feel like everyone is everyone is interesting. Everyone has like a story and something that's going on in their life. And um, maybe sometimes it's my fault I don't ask the right questions. But when I feel like someone's just kind of like guarded. Um, it's just a bummer. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I think is weird about that also? I just I just really enjoy connecting with people. Yeah. I find it weird when you, then you, you like when someone does that is kind of like guarded and doesn't say a lot and then you see on social media them posting about something and you're like, "Wait, so they have like things to talk about." Like you know they'll t- they'll put posting about like a TV show or a book or whatever and then you're like, "Wait, why didn't you talk to like Well, that's what I was going to say is maybe I don't ask the right questions. Like yeah. I forget to say like what have you been cooking lately? What have you been... Because I, I... Yeah. I want to know about that stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's... Maybe we can do a whole podcast <laughs> on cooking, how to connect with people better. What you're cooking isn't the deepest conversation, yeah. but I feel like it actually says a lot. It does. About you. It does. Like when I was in my Trader Joe's frozen meals phase. Right. That was... 
should have should have been a, a sign. That was a specific. <laughs> that was a specific phase. And that's when I was having like the busiest work season of my entire life, and we got a new puppy. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your pet peeve? I, you know, I couldn't really think of one. I, I feel like it, it's not, it shouldn't be my pet peeve because I'm not perfect about it at all. But I, I don't like when someone's really late. Like, I feel like a few minutes, five minutes, whatever. But when someone, like when you have plans with someone and they're very late and they like don't text you or try to be. They don't text you. Or, you know, but like if somebody's just really late and they act like it's kind of like normal to be like 20 minutes late to something. Mm. I don't like that. It doesn't happen very often. And truthfully, I am like. Just I try to be less than just, f- just with me. Yeah, I'm late with you, but I no, we- I no, I mean I'm always. Late. Oh yeah, you're pretty. You're- I really try not to. But- I try not to either, and you've gotten way better about it. Thank you. I feel like you've made a conscious effort. I really, really did because it's very annoying. Yeah. Like I, it's very hypocritical of me to not like it when other people are late. Yes, I ha- I feel that way because yeah. I'm I'm not perfect about it at all. Okay, my question, my first question for you is, what is your most embarrassing injury? Uh, the first thing that came to mind, this might not be my most embarrassing. I think all my injuries have been fairly embarrassing. (laughs) Truly. Um, the one that came to mind is I got off the school bus at a friend's house and we were walking across the street and I kicked her shoe. She had a, she was wearing a Chuck, like a Chuck Taylor tennis shoe, whatever. I kicked her shoe and literally in that moment was like, I broke my toe. And I did, (laughs) I did break my toe. (laughs) Like I literally just like was walking behind her. Is that when it was sticking out sideways? It still does kind of stick out sideways. The toe has never recovered. I'll be honest, our mother did not take me to the doctor about it. Shocker. (laughs) She, you know what she did for this broken toe? She took me to our brother's soccer practice where one of the other moms was a doctor and she had her look at it on the side of the soccer field. Or a nurse? Was she? No, I think she was an ER doctor. Oh, she was. That's impressive. Yeah. I feel like mom, she would be like, ask so-and-so. He's a dentist. It's yeah, all right. the same. <laughs> no, she was an ER nurse, but she was a pretty like rough and tumble kind of lady. She was like, oh, you're fine. And I was like, well, I mean, it kind of hurts, but okay. <laughs> so she was like, just tape it to the other one. I'm sure that's what it would have done at the hospital <laughs> anyway, but it has not formed correctly. <laughs> I don't think you taped it right because it's still a little... Well, I taped it by myself. <laughs> Nobody like helped me. I was probably like It's kind of always over to the side. Mm -hmm. Like when I have painted your toenails for Mm -hmm. you. It's like a little twist. That one I have to like turn your (laughs) The poor pedicurist is probably like, what the heck? Because it's, I mean, thank God it's my pinky toe because you don't see them next to each other. Like if it's my two big toes, but my pinky toes, you don't see them next to each other. But if you compared them, you're like, those are different feet. Like not the same foot. I'm sure that is not at all the weirdest thing a pedicurist has ever seen. Well. Those poor people. Oh my God. Like you could not pay me enough. (laughs) No, no matter what happens, I'm yeah. not becoming a pedicurist. No. All right. Uh, my most embarrassing injury? Yeah, yeah, what's yours? Shooting myself in the face with a bottle of champagne. <laughs> we just brought this up the other day. <laughs> but I, I have others, but I think that one really just takes the cake. Yeah, let us know if you want us to tell that story on the podcast. Yeah. Okay, my next one is, what is the worst smell ever to you? Oh, I'm surrounded by I I know with a Patrick, young John, baby. John, and Coach. The dog the the dog is named Coach. Between the three. <laughs> but is there like a smell that's like particularly like the yes, worst? Cauliflower. Really? It well, especially this pregnancy, but even before then, it's just a really unpleasant smell to me. And I tried to roast some cauliflower for dinner the other night. I literally like ball like it was I had foil down on the pan it wasn't even done I took it out of the oven crushed it like balled it up and put it in the trash because I was like I can't it's making me gag yeah Max so hates the smell of that too 
I don't know. He wasn't bro- mind eating it, but broccoli <laughs> broccoli doesn't do the same thing. It's just cauliflower. Yeah, it does smell pretty bad. Yeah. Even like cooking Brussels sprouts and stuff like that does that. And the other day I had a friend over and we had made Brussels sprouts and I was like, I hope our house doesn't smell like farts. Yeah. <laughs> Sulfury weirdness. What's the worst smell to you? Um, I was going to say like rotten eggs. I mean, obviously I feel like that's like most people's, but I really hate when our- When have you smelled rotten eggs? Well, you know, like the smell of like sulfur. Oh, sulfur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like hard boiled eggs or whatever. I don't love the smell of that, but I don't, I really hate when you can smell trash in your like kitchen. You know, if you like leave your trash bag in. Oh, yeah. Like I don't, I really don't like, even the light trash scent, I'm like putting the trash can outside. Get a few poopy diapers in there, man. No, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Lingers. True. (laughs) You know what we started doing? We don't have like a um, one of those diaper genie things. I don't know why I thought it was bougie, but probably should have just gotten one. We put um, poopy diapers in puppy oh, poop, poop bag. bags. They're the perfect oh. size. I started when we were traveling um, taking those to put poopy diapers mm. in. Like if you're on the plane and you can't get up or something, whatever. If you have to bring keep the diaper with you. Right. God, for some reason. Yeah. If you put it in one of those, it really helps. But we've been doing that just like actually in the house because someone gave us a big box of them. That's really nice. Because uh, otherwise you have to change your trash. Like, Can you just write this stuff down for me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Great. Because I, I don't, gonna I don't want to have to remember that. I'm going to keep a list of like things that are actually really helpful to know and then all the other BS. I can just avoid. That you should not listen to or even know about. Okay, great. Sounds like a plan. This is the benefit of being the second child. I have some thoughts. Yeah. We, let's go through Emily's entire <laughs> list of courses she took and the trauma it gave her. There's only two, but <laughs> did some damage. Really did some damage. <laughs> yeah. All right. My next one is if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Yeah. I'm Not mean, cauliflower. Definitely not cauliflower. Honestly, like really good pizza. Mm. Like wood fire, just... Yeah. There's this one restaurant in Frederick, Maryland that we love. Yeah. It has really crispy crust. Pistaro's, Pistaro's pizza for you. Yeah, Pistaro's. Forever. Sit outside, glass of sangria. Okay, no, you only get one food. Great pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one drink. That's it. Okay. Uh, I feel like I would pick, I don't know, pizza would be up there. I would also really consider like a good pasta dish. That would be like a... You know, something with like a good. I'm shocked you're not saying sauce chocolate. I know I would say chocolate, but it, it gives me more of a headache now than it used to. Oh yeah, your headache so issues. I would definitely, if I had to, I would probably have a lot of headaches if I had to eat chocolate all the time. What city would you live in, of all the places that we've been? Ooh, what city would you want to live in? Ooh, you know. We haven't actually been here together, but recently I've just, I think because it's been 30 degrees outside or less, um, 30A in Florida, like oh. Panhandle of Florida, Rosemary Beach area. Uh, it's like the most beautiful place in, on the East Coast-ish. Um, I see that for you and Max. You guys are totally like a wannabe retired. Yeah, like snowbirds, <laughs> yeah. snowbirds. Um, but in terms of like a city, probably, which is the city I did live in for a minute, which is London. Like if I could move to any city, I'd maybe London or Lisbon, Portugal. You did live in London. Yeah, I did. For and sure. I would live there again. It's amazing. I loved it. Yeah. It's funny because that has none of the same things as 30A, which is like, yeah. like London is like rainy and cold, but. It was um, gorgeous when we visited you. I know. I, I, I didn't mind London's weather really compared to here because it doesn't get quite as cold in the winter. 
and it would rain and then it would stop. It wasn't like here. It seems like it'll rain all day long. So yeah, for like multiple days. What city would you pick? Well, if you move to London, I'll, I will definitely come to yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. Either city, if we ever move, we're going together. So A little piece of me would love to be Emily in Paris. Mm. <laughs> you went to Paris for one day. One day, but it was enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I actually... So when Pat and I went to Europe after college, we really, really, really loved Prague. Mm. And I don't know why it's been popping up a bunch lately. Like, just things that have happened that have reminded us of Prague. And... I just think it would be such a cool place. It's so historic. And I mean, living anywhere in Europe where you can then mm-hmm. visit so many other places. I think in America, my number one, well, I don't know, because I haven't actually been everywhere, but of where we've been, the place I could really see us would be Nashville. Yeah, I was going to say Nashville's the city I think you guys were the, like, have talked about the most. Yeah, well, when Pat was considering grad school, um, he was looking at Vanderbilt, and we were kind of like daydreaming about potentially moving there for a few years, um, which didn't end up. His dad got sick, so we didn't end up going. But um, Nash- not like the cheesy Broadway yeah. part of Nashville, but just like I don't know the creativity, and we've just always had such a great time over there. So you saying that? So we're going on a trip in a couple months to Charleston. When you visit Charleston, you're going to say Charleston. Oh, really? <laughs> Actually, I, w- I want to change my answer to Charleston. <laughs> just kidding. But Charleston has a lot to offer in terms of, and I feel like it kind of has that southern Nashville-y charm, mm. but it's close to the beach, and it's a little warmer and a little bit more, it's just beautiful. So I, I can't wait to that go. Might change your might change your opinion. We'll see. Okay, my next question is, what hobby do you wish you were good at? Oh, so many things. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is technically, I guess it's a hobby. Uh, I feel like people who are good at designing their home and like kind of taking a room from nothing to like really looks pretty finished. Mm. I'm kind of a a roamer, mm-hmm. you know. I go from like room to room and make a change. And so that's a thing that recently I feel like all the rooms in our house have like parts of it that I really love, but then also still areas that have changes I'd like to make and none of them feel done. It's funny you say that because I think a lot of people would consider your house like very well decorated. That's very nice of you. So that's funny that you say that because maybe you're on your way to that hobby being (laughs) successful. Well, my problem is I just always also have new ideas. So something will feel done. And then two weeks later, I'm like, you know what would be so cool? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's also funny because your idea of a good hobby is like a very productive hobby. Oh, my gosh. Uh, When I was thinking about this, I just talked to someone recently about how I think that people who are good at foreign languages are also good at music. Like, maybe that's not true. math. Oh, I wasn't even going to put math in there, but but I'm not good at that either. So it makes sense because I'm not good at all three of those things generally. (laughs) And it would be really fun to be good at either music. Like, it would be fun if I could sing or play an instrument or even know a foreign language. Like, it'd be fun to learn a language and then be able to go to that country and, like, use it well. Okay, this is one of my questions. What's the lowest grade you ever got in a class? Wait, do you know? Was it that C in listening? Yeah. I literally only ever got... Oh, gag me. One C in my whole... I don't even know if mom and dad know this. I failed Italian in college. (laughs) Yeah, mom and dad do know that. (laughs) 
So I remember it's a little bit of badge of honor because I was like, why did I take Italian? I remember I'm terrible at languages. I remember you being like, I'm gonna take Italian and that semester you also were like, I'm taking drawing. And it was like Emily was like, I'm gonna be That was my Eat Pray Love semester. Yeah, it was your yeah. Eat Pray Love semester and it was like reality had not struck. We were like, do you remember that you weren't that good at Spanish? And you were like, nope, I am I going to be not. cultured. <laughs> I did. And then I was like, this is so boring. It's so much like memorization. I was just, this might give a little context to why Italian was so random. I was an environmental science and policy major. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one semester that I was reconsidering whether that was really what I wanted to do or if I was just doing it because I was in a, a science program in high school and I was just kind of like following along with it. And turns out I did really love it and I am really glad that I did that major. But one semester I was like, I'm just going to also take other classes that sound really fun. So that's why I did drawing and Italian. Mm, yeah. Drawing and like art class was really enjoyable. Yeah. Italian, I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. No, I, I remember, I do remember that. And also that. the teacher wanted to kill me. In college, I technically pass-failed a class because I thought I was going to fail it. It was geography, but I ended up with a B, so I shouldn't have pass-failed it because I, like, brought oh. my GPA down. <laughs> I that's, was, that's funny. It was a little touch-and-go there for a minute. <laughs> but, yeah, those are, I... I can just imagine your panic over yeah. deciding whether to pass-fail Yep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, it was one of those classes... Stuff you think that matters. Yeah, I know. Who the heck cares? I mean, maybe some people who go to like medical school, but not not geography. Who who uses yeah? Who uses geography? Probably a lot of people, but I mean, who uses like geography one hundred and one in when they're a sophomore? Like, it was, I sure did not. It was so silly, and it was one of those classes where they only had like we had like four tests, and the first like two I failed basically, or did got like a D or something. So then I passed failed it, and then like the second two were way easier, and I got A's and B's on them. I was talking to someone the other day about how I, in school, I, like, no one had to push me to get good grades. I just was, like, obsessed with the idea of getting straight A's. I think I thought that if I got straight A's, that that would, like, I would, like, chill after I got straight A's. Like, I would just, I never did. I never successfully got fully straight A's. Really? Or maybe I did, but it, or I got, like, six. I, I would get. you probably did. I would get six out of seven. Like, I would literally have one class that I would get, like, an 89 in. Oh, and it was just drove me crazy. And I don't know why I am like, in hindsight, I should have just been like, I'm getting great grades. I'm fine. Well, that's, I feel like that's seems to be all of life where there's like some sort of criteria for you to measure yourself against. Yeah. And it just changed, but it just changes. It's like, how much money are you making? Mm -hmm. What's your title? Mm -hmm. What's your growth potential? <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I feel like it's a very, it's a very sticky trap to value yourself based on those things. Yeah, and it it's like a little bit arbitrary because at some level, like totally, like I went to a totally. state school for college. I didn't really like it. wasn't It just wasn't this thing of like, oh my god, if I just could get the most perfect grades. Like, also, <laughs> we don't even work for like we work for ourselves. We don't even like, use our college degrees anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm really glad mom and dad pushed us to go to in-state. They didn't push us, but they're just extremely yeah. practical. And they were like, okay, actually, so funny. I wanted to go to College of Charleston. Mm -hmm. That was and like, that like, was your e -pray love part of senior year. That was my senior year. And I loved the idea of going there. And mom and dad were like, hmm, if you really must. Yeah, we both had these like dream expensive private schools. But it's 
2009, we're in the middle of a recession. Do you want to go somewhere that maybe you'll be able to be employed afterwards? Ugh. In hindsight, no. <laughs> Turns out, no. You're going to go to Charleston and be so mad you didn't go to college there. It's because my, my friend Michelle went there and she's just... You just wanted to follow her. I did. She's the coolest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I ended up in Maryland, which was great. It's where I met Pat, but... Um, they were like, DC is recession proof, and where you go to college is where you'll get internships, and that's where you'll like make a network. And gosh, dang it, if they were right, our parents really didn't look at college as a like, which I think some people do. And I'm not saying I don't think there's a really a right or wrong, but people look at college as an opportunity to go try living somewhere else. Yeah. And our parents looked at it as like the place you will get a job. And well, they're very practical. They're yeah. like, the point of college is to then pursue a career. It is not to, like, find yourself. <laughs> is it not being president of your sorority? Because that was my purpose in college. <laughs> Entirely. For, like, is two it, years. It was... Is it not perfecting I... other recreational things? <laughs> that sounds worse. Yeah, I was going to say, what other recreational things were you doing? <laughs> that sounds worse. I did study abroad in London, and that was... Everything outside of academics. I will say, though, my perspective of the whole, like, move away and do something different has changed because I, because, you know, shockingly when you do it, it doesn't. And I went to London and I remember as much fun as I had, there's just nothing like experiencing things with people you love. And so I, I think that had I gone somewhere far away for college where you couldn't be, you couldn't like, you know, include, like I had college stuff that like you guys would come to on Thursday nights or whatever. Um, but if just being in London, almost everything I did, I was like, oh, I wish blah, 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 could do this with me. Like things are so much more fun with people you love. So not that there's not value in doing stuff on your own. Obviously there is, but it just reminded me so much that there is, it's really nice to be around people who you know and love and are like excited for you in all phases of life. So Uh, everything's better when you share it. That's definitely a lesson that you learned that I have benefited from because I have never Mm -hmm. lived far away. And I mean, I lived in DC, but that was not, that's not far. That's not far, but it's like a different (laughs) Mm -hmm. living situation, which was great and good. And I'm really glad I did it. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of like romanticizing Mm -hmm. the like, I'm going to move away and find myself. And yeah, unfortunately, Kilimanjaro. (laughs) Unfortunately, you bring yourself with you. So it's unfortunate. heard you are still you yeah it's honestly kind of a bummer because I feel like you do think that if you just change your environment you change who you are like you can become a different person and while I'm sure at some level like you don't have to deal with some of the same stuff but you still need clean clothes you still need food you still need yeah and it was fun and it was a real like learning it's like going to summer camp it's like it's good because you learn all these things so it's not bad or anything but it's not like there's still not issues Um, so anyway, I just think about that in terms of like, I, so much of, I even think about that when people do solo travel, which I know so many people love, but I can't imagine doing a ton of that because it would just, I would just constantly be like, oh my God, I want to share this with blah, blah, blah. Like, because things are just fun to experience together. Um, maybe that's because we're outgoing people (laughs) and need people to talk to and we're extroverts. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, this kind of leads into my next question, which was, what is the most important thing you've learned this year? (laughs) I know. I feel like it's, I know it's only February, but I'm sure you have plenty of content. How much time (laughs) do you have? (laughs) 
I, that's why at the beginning of this, I said I feel like I'm both of us are in a, an interesting phase of learning a lot about ourselves. And I, I don't know. I don't know if this is weird to talk about on a podcast, but I absolutely love and adore our parents. But I have recently just thinking about growing up and really, I don't know, taking a closer look at it. Not that, not that they did anything, just seeing how that just shapes you, you know, and really. Like and reevaluating not, what you remember from your childhood. I think having my own child now makes me think a lot more. It's made me assess things in a way I never did before. And obviously mom and dad are wonderful people, but everyone only knows as much as they know. And um, it's just been really interesting because I have really started to discover how the way I grew up has sort of shaped my like behavior and motivation and things like that. And yeah, totally perspective. Um, and that's been really, it's been really, it's been really cool. I feel like I have a much deeper level of understanding of myself. I feel like the thing I learned this year is sort of what we were just talking about of like, Emily likes to tell me, nobody cares, Carla, (laughs) in like a very complimentary way because I can get too nuanced in my thinking and get like overthink decisions from like trying to be, it's my, it's like my mind is trying to be responsible. Like like nobody cares if you pass fail a class. Yeah. Like nobody cares if you pass fail class. Nobody cares if you do something on Wednesday that you normally do on Thursdays. Like nobody cares. It's not that serious. And I'm very lucky very lucky to be in a job that literally is not that serious. Like there's not that much. I'm, I, I really, I, sometimes I feel like I almost discredit myself by being like, I'm not curing cancer, but like literally I also, it's also true that my job really is not, you know, I like to think I'm making a little difference, but I don't think, you know, a lot of the decisions I make every day don't matter that much. And I can get caught up in trying to do things perfectly instead of just like doing things. And um, I've been working on this, I feel like for the past year, but yeah. that's another, it, it constantly seems to keep showing itself as like doing it is more important than doing it perfectly. And, um, all the little details aren't as important as you think they are. It's hard when you're trying to build your own thing and there really is no roadmap. There's no boss to check with There's yeah. It's literally just you envisioning what you're trying to do but not really having a roadmap there and it can feel like well I don't want to derail all this with the wrong decision yeah but also nobody cares that much yeah it doesn't it doesn't uh actually matter in like a lot of the little things don't really matter yeah it's like that idea that it's like if if it wouldn't matter in five days five years or five weeks five months five years whatever and literally 98% of the things I'm worrying about would not matter even in five <laughs> minutes. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal. So I feel like that always is kind of a interesting perspective to think about, but it's hard because it feels like when, yeah, the decision making is all up to you. And you care, you care a lot. Yeah. Like we're very, I feel like we're very, um, enthusiastic. Yeah. So we want to do a good job. Yeah. Do you have any more questions? Um, I was just going to say, how did you meet Max? Oh, that's a fun, well, I don't think it's a fun story, but that's a fun question to ask. Um, I met Max when we were, I was 15, he was 16. We uh, initially met, um, 
we went to the same 4-H meeting and we had some mutual friends. If you guys don't know what 4-H is, we could do a whole deep dive into 4-H actually. Oh my God. Yeah, we uh, could. But 4-H is kind of like Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, but co-ed and has sort of an agricultural base, but <laughs> it's a long story. But just who, who wants to hear us talk about that for an yeah. hour? <laughs> it's exciting hey. stuff. But it's like a... It's, it's a club. It's a community it's, club. Yeah, it's like a it's like a kids extracurricular. And so I joined this. They have separate clubs for different interests, and I joined one. And Max was already in it. Um, and we had some mutual friends that they knew Max. I had not met him. Turns out we'd actually been at some stuff together years before. Anyway, not important. I met him in like the end of January, and then the next month I came to the same club meeting and our mutual friend. I was sitting next to her, and then she was like, "Oh, I actually have to go help with like some of the little kids." And Max came in a few minutes late. Should have known. I'm just kidding. Um, but he came in a few minutes late and sat down next to me because I was like the only other person from our friend group sitting there. And we ended up just talking the entire thing, shockingly. Um, we, I, we, you, so you say we ended up yes, talking? Yes, he was talking to me so much, which if you know Max in real life, he's pretty quiet. That. But he was talking to me a lot. And we got in trouble for talking a couple times. I'm sure I was talking more, but... He was talking a lot, which has become a, that's a theme in our relationship of people are like, he's so quiet. And I'm like, if you only heard him when you're not around, like to me, chatterbox. Um, so anyway, we ended up sitting there chatting the whole time. And then I think he Facebook messaged me after that. And then we started talking on the phone in the evenings. And then I don't know, like how old were you? I was 15. He was 16. And we didn't have licenses. We didn't even have learner's permits at the time. And so we started talking at the time. That's what you did. You know, you talked. And then we started dating at the beginning of April. And then we pretty much were together. Well, till now. <laughs> we, yeah. Till at least today. At least today. Who knows about tomorrow? And he proposed in 2019. We had our first wedding. We could do a whole thing about all my weddings. Oh, that was going to be another question I was going to ask. How many weddings do you think is too many weddings? <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four is too many. Three is the right amount. Uh, to the same person too. So we got married in April, 2020, right when the world shut down in my parents' backyard. And then we got married in a church in January, 2021. And then we had our little wedding reception or bigger, bigger, the the big one, the big, you know, planned wedding celebration, uh, in April, 2021. So we have now been married almost two years from the first one. So, you know, um, but yeah, that's how we met. how did you meet Patrick? I don't actually know. I know, I don't think I know this whole story. Actually, I have bits and pieces. Uh, well, it's honestly it's not that exciting. We had a mutual friend at Maryland. One of my roommates was like, "Let's go to this party." It's like my sophomore year. Did she have to twist your arm? Was it really? Hard and to I was get like, "Oh no, I want to stay in and study Italian." <laughs> <laughs> right. No, right, I was right. like, "I'm already out the door," uh, and we went to this apartment, and she was friends with people that live there and this guy opened the door and I just remember being like he is so like just the picture of him opening the door is still in my head for some reason which sounds so cheesy and I'm not like a cheesy I don't think I'm a yeah, very cheesy you're person. not like a love at first sight kind of gal no but he had like really long hair which is also funny because I don't think that's normally your style wouldn't have been no at that I time. mean we could do a whole episode on that too on like dating but um it's been a while since we dated. It has, been a, it has been a while, but I feel like I learned a lot. Anyway, so he opened the door. I thought he was so cute. He introduced me to his girlfriend. <laughs> Rude. 
and he does not remember meeting me that night. Really? No. So leave it to Pat to be honest about that and not even just lie to you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, throw me a bone. Okay? No, Pat. That is Pat. He's honest. Yeah, I know. He's a stand-up guy. I know. Like to a fault. A disgusting amount of integrity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, he ended up. That was in the fall of my sophomore year. In January, I guess we all came back from winter break. I didn't see him again. Mm-hmm. And then in January, um, our mutual friend who was my roommate invited him over. We were all like watching something at our apartment and he came over and he and his girlfriend apparently had broken up. But it wasn't about you, apparently, unfortunately. What? It wasn't broke be- up with the girlfriend? Yeah, he didn't no. break up with the girlfriend because he, you know. No, it's probably better. <laughs> P.S. If you're Pat's ex-girlfriend, hey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not listening to this. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, anyway, he came over and I don't know, we just started like being friendlier and around and I don't know, we would just see each other. And that spring we like just became good friends and I really liked him. Um, I actually, he met mom and dad because he helped me move out of my apartment at the end of the school year. Oh Yeah. Which was really cute, you know. It does he was sound like, this like lax, him. bro, and like flip flops. Did long he have an hair. earring? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had an earring. He this was all earring. crazy stuff to our family at the time. <laughs> yes, our very like clean cut. Not that he wasn't clean. No, cut, I know. But yeah, um, if you could only see him like, now, he was like a California like <laughs> surfer boy yeah. looking. So then I was really hoping that we would hang out over the summer, but he didn't really pursue me and I had dated guys that came on really strong and were very like aggressive proactive I would say and we talked on the phone a couple times but we never really ended up hanging out and I was like I really like this guy I think he's really great but I'm not gonna like push it because he's clearly not that into me Emily was a very confident dater I feel like like, looking back, the way you behave, like, you didn't need someone to tell you, like, if he's not into you, he's not into you. Like, you were like, he's already not in, I, I don't even think he's into me. Like, you were, you know how people say that thing of, like, if he wanted to, he would. You were living by that mantra. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like, but, you know. So, well, boys I was were also, no- I was dating other people, Boys too, were so. knocking down the door, so it was no, hard. To- no, no, but I, I was just not going to, like, push it. So, um, yeah, I dated a couple other people, like, very, ca- we should, very casually, we should very do- casually over the summer. We should not do a whole episode on that. Yeah, we should. And then when we got back to school in the fall, I remember the day I moved back into the dorm, I texted him, and we, like, were inseparable after that. But I remember asking him, I was like, I never really heard from you. You didn't really seem interested. And he was like, oh, I just... You know, I figured, like, if you wanted to hang out, we'd figure it out. He's just, he's so different than anyone you? I, I might, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's very, very, very different than me in, like, mostly amazing, complimentary ways. <laughs> yes, sometimes. Complimentary and infuriating ways. Yeah, Emily and Patrick are a very classic uh, opposites with the same values situation. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like you guys are aligned on the important stuff, but the way you guys do do stuff, it's, like, actually kind of funny to watch sometimes because <laughs> you guys are, like, running in different directions. <laughs> yeah, but you meet back in the middle. <laughs> like, around the back yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. A we month Very later. different approaches. But, yeah, he was just so chill about it, and we dated for, like, four and a half 
years and got married, um, which now seems quite young. I was Mm. 24, Mm -hmm. which really seems young now. But at the time, it was like, there's no question. Like, this is the person that I'm supposed to be with. Like, I feel like Pat was... Pat is still a very chill guy and based on the fact that I remember when you were like, I, you know, maybe I'm getting ready. And then he proposed like a month later. Like, I think that kind of goes to show that even Pat and his very chill self where he's like, oh, we'll figure it out. He was like, I'm locking this down though. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) But don't you feel like that's true? Like, I guess I remember talking to him about it and being like, I cannot live at home any longer. (laughs) My parents are driving me crazy. I know I want to be married to you. Like I, def- I see that as yeah. like you're the person I want to do everything with, have a family with, everything. It is totally cool if you are nowhere near ready, but I need you to go ahead and tell me because otherwise I'm like Can moving get- to DC, getting roommates. I yeah. have like lived at home and saved money for a couple years, and I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. And he, in typical Pat fashion, just was like. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like painful. And yeah, then he proposed. Like, <laughs> okay, he like Facebook messaged me and was like, I think I'm going to propose in like a couple weeks. And I was like, this is... Was it even a couple weeks? Because, yeah. I think he... you... I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it was like the end of... I remember you having this conversation was like the end of May or beginning of June. And he proposed like in July or the end of... It was the end of June. Yeah. Because you were on that trip. Yeah. Because the weird thing is, is Emily and I both ended up, when I got engaged, you were like, this is so weird. We got engaged exactly four years, like almost to the day. We almost got engaged like exactly four years apart and we're almost exactly four years apart in age. So I just basically did what Emily, the timing that Emily did, I just copied and it was perfect. Because the thing (laughs) is, is when you started dating Pat, me and Max had just had we started dating in the spring yes so that fall the problem is you and max started dating six months before me and pat so max was around yeah for the other suitors <laughs> <laughs> max has some dirt on emily he i could know share. I hate it. um but yeah the first time i ever met pat was because i got tickets for max's birthday to um the zach brown band concert and we were too little to go to concerts by ourselves. Like, literally, I was... <laughs> little, like, like, he was turning 17 and I was turning 16. I mean, I guess that's not super little, but it was... We couldn't drive. So, we... I had Emily take us... Like, Emily took us to the concert and she was like, can I bring someone? And she brought Patrick. So, that's... And it's basically been the four of us ever since. That was October... Yeah, October 2011. Yeah. So, that was the fall that mm-hmm. we, like, started hanging yeah, out yeah. constantly. You, like, didn't even, like, introduce him, I don't think, as a boyfriend. We were just all like, oh, this is, like, this is, like, it, right? Like, I mean, I feel like everyone was like, all right, so Thank cool. God. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> Not like, the other guys. The other annoying guys. Well, I feel like that really. Uh, I feel like you probably know us a little bit. Gives people a pretty bit. good insight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to rate and review us. The first person to rate and review us, we're going to give you. We're taking you to dinner. We're going to buy you a drink. Um, <laughs> and we will love you forever if you give us a review so that we can, you know, at least show up somewhere on the internet. <laughs> In some capacity. And for our next episode, we would love to know what you enjoyed hearing from this one. And we'd love to know your answer to one of the questions we asked each other. Yeah. So leave it as a comment on one of our Instagrams and we will be sure to read 
a couple of our favorites next week. Yep. You can follow us on Instagram. Our links will be down below in the show notes and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.